Welcome to episode two of Radio Life Ray. My name is Olaf Koch, and this time with me is Rich Sesov. Uh, you might know him as Rich Editor, uh, the documentation guy in Life Ray. So, welcome, Rich. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you're Rich Editor. How did you How did you become that? Oh, that's actually kind of a, a funny story. Um, we were at a retreat, and uh, you know, we were at the time. Um, there was Lifeway had just entered into a partnership with Sun, uh, and and Sun's portal uh, product was going to be the, the basis for it was going to be Lifeway, and they had created this product called WebSpace, and uh, you know as uh, when when the releases started to come out, we we saw what they did, and they had some. They had a sample website in there with some sample users, and we thought that was kind of cool. Uh, what we had in there, we had a, we had some sample content as well, but it was sort of it was sort of lame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so, uh, you know, some brainstorming was done, and I, I think it was Nate that came up with the seven cogs idea. And so they just needed a a bucket uh, to stick some users in. Uh, and the users had to look, you know, geographically or different, you know, diverse, uh, you, you might say. So, uh, you know, they just picked from the, the whoever was around in the office that day, uh, four different people who looked somewhat different and who were, more importantly, were wearing different colored T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, so I didn't even know really what it was going to wind up be what wind up as, um, but uh, you know it turned out that Bruno became the admin and became quite famous, uh, which is another funny story. And then uh, I was the uh, I was the editor, and um, and uh, Michelle was a writer, and John uh, John was I forget what John is. Um, when you scroll, I don't scroll to the bottom of it. All <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking on that as well. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah. John's great. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, you know, reduce his value at all. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it John User? John. Yeah. He's, maybe he's John User. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, that's how it came about. They just stuck us up against a wall and took our picture, and I never knew anything about it and, and what was what it was going to be until a product came out. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice story. Um, it's it's kind of the the second question that I asked first. Um, so that's what you what you did in LifeRay, what you became famous for. Uh, maybe second, uh, well, second place in in fame, uh, second to Bruno, uh, as you said. Uh, I think I'm going to ask him about his fame and uh, whoever recognized him. Yes, you should definitely talk to Bruno about that. That's pretty funny. As far as I know, no one has ever recognized me from uh, from Life Ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what what did you do before you became a rich editor? Like before you came to Life Ray, and when you uh, well between you joined Life Ray and uh, you became rich editor? Well, I have a, a kind of a strange career. My my career started uh, out of college. First of all, I got an English degree, which doesn't necessarily translate to doing this kind of job. And well, now it does. But for the longest time, you know, I was just a developer. Um, but I, I, out of college, I, I got a job for a small consulting company that did software 
for uh, municipalities and police stations and things like that. My boss brought all, the, all this software, and my job was to, this will give you kind of a hint of perhaps how old I am, uh, my job was to uh, set up the Novell networks for these um, municipalities and police stations. So I'd build a whole bunch of computers, wire them together, set up the users, go into a building, wire the building, uh, set up all the workstations and install my boss's software on it. Uh, and so from there, so I kind of started in the administration side of things. Uh, from there, I, I wound up getting a, a job for a, a big pharmaceutical company managing uh, the network at one of their R&D facilities. And then after that, uh, you know, I, after doing all this scripting and stuff, um, with, with, you know, in the, that capacity, I got interested in development. So, I moved to another position in the same company where I was developing on Lotus Notes. Um, uh, to make a long story short, uh, a, one job after that, I realized that I was kind of in a niche and I wanted to have you know, more options available to me. And so I was able to switch over to Java. The company I was working for then was putting in a, a portal system. And so I got started with portals fairly early in about uh, 2002, 2003. Um, and, um, I found LifeRay at the next job, um, where we were looking for a, an open source portal project to use. And, uh, I was very impressed with, you know, all that it could do. This was LifeRay 4.0, I think was the ver first version I ever looked at. And, um, I think somewhere around that time fr frame, Olaf, I, I met you on the forums. Um, I'm not sure if, if I was even working for LifeRay, the first time I saw your face there on the forums. Well, um, I started with 5.1, so must have been oh, a bit okay. later. Yeah, it must have been a little bit later then. Um, but we put LifeRay in, and but but we had used some LifeRay consulting uh, to, to do that uh, for the project. And in the course of that, I met Mike Young, and I met uh, Scott Lee, and, and I met uh, James Min and Ivan Chung, and... Uh, um, decided to put my uh, my resume in uh, for LifeRay. Um, I had spoken to Mike Young early in the process, and you know he had talked about the need for documentation, that you know, documentation was something that, you know, in a small company, um, you're so focused on the software that sometimes the documentation can become a second, um, second priority thing. And so they had developers, you know, like Jorge, I think it was Jorge and Alex and um, uh, Joe Shum were doing the documentation at the time and it was only a portion of their responsibilities and so it didn't really cover everything that it needed to cover. So they wanted to hire somebody to do that and uh, I put my resume in and, and, and came on board in 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely before me. Okay. Yeah, it was October of 2007, I think. And yeah, it's about a year. So we, I guess it was... Um, I don't know. Somewhere in March, I released the first version of the administrator's guide, which now for six one we're renaming, uh, which is also kind of an interesting story. It, it turns out that some users are not aware that we have a user guide because it's not called the user guide; it's called the administrator's guide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, so, and so, right from the, <laughs> even though most of the content in there is you know how to use the content management system how to use the forums and things like that. Um, it's also uh, 
has you know administrator stuff and because it was called the administrator's guide i guess people thought we didn't have a user guide so now we're changing for 6.1 the name of the administrator's guide is going to be using life rate portal and it's going to have a part one that is a user a user guide and a part two that contains you know all the technical stuff about installing life ray and you know backing it up and and setting it up with clustering and and all those kinds of things Oh, that sounds good. And sounds like uh, well, well planned and and really needed. Uh, judging from the forums and uh, well, the the typical questions that one sees there, right? Yeah, yeah. We always try to hit the low hanging fruit first, and then get get to some of the other things. And now we're in a position, I think, where I'm not the only person working on it. We've got a a nice group of people. So it lets us uh, it lets us get a lot more done, and uh, so it's just it's been really great to see the growth of LifeRay that's enabled us to do that. It lets us put out a better product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of the the former administrators guide, uh, the the new users guide, and to uh, was that the the right name that you choose? Yeah, we're gonna. It's going to be called uh, using LifeRay Portal. Oh, okay. Um, so there's uh, there's this uh, there's more there's the wiki on the website. Uh, I think you're not really involved with that, are you? Uh, I write articles from time to time, but you know the wiki has the wiki is kind of a a good place for for uh, you know sort of focused articles uh, on a particular topic that may not be um, uh, in in the official documentation. So I do sometimes use information from there i sometimes write stuff from in there but i haven't necessarily it's one of those things again i'd love to spend some time in there organizing the material so it'd be easier to find it's just um one of those things that i i i need to uh you know uh, be careful with the the time and make sure that i'm getting the things done that um are going to be important um more and for the product and for um, you know having a, a good set of official documentation, so mm -hmm. um, probably as the team expands, we may be able to uh, give someone that responsibility uh, to do that. Uh, we're just not quite there yet. Yeah. So there's there's one more thing uh, or one more book. Probably uh, we're ready to speak about that. Well, it, the word is out uh, for quite a while now, uh, and that's life ray in action. Yes. What's the state there? Well, LifeRay in action is in the production phase right now, which means that uh, I finished writing it some months ago uh, uh, with uh, what they what Manning calls a developmental editor that helps you helps the writer to you know develop the text, you know, move sections around, divide it up, um, you know. It, properly and, and all of that. My development editor was Liana Walasiuk, and she was, uh, she's, she's fantastic. I highly recommend, uh, recommend her. And, um, so I, um, I finished with that phase again, some months ago, probably, uh, I think in the April timeframe or something like that. And, um, I then, um, moved into the production phase where I, I, I'm working with um, another person named Tiffany Taylor who's a copy editor and she has gone through the manuscript and majorly tightened up 
uh, the pros, and um, the uh, which was good. Uh, I was told at the beginning of this to make it in a very conversational style and to let uh, some personality come through into the text. So there are more definite cases where I did too much of that <laughs> and was a little bit too informal, and so she's uh, she's helped me with the text there. Uh, you know, it's been that's been a very good experience, and now. Um, now we're just about finished with that, and I've been receiving proofs, uh, PDFs of the actual layout of the book. Uh, so it's getting very close now, and, and I have a, a proofreader whose name is Melody, uh, who's um, you know going through that. So um, so they'll they'll prove what what happens here is is that I'm not uninvolved as they send you know proposed changes, and then I have to accept or reject them and give justification as to what I'm doing and, and all of that. So it's, it's still a, uh, you know, a time consuming process. And, you know, it's one of those things, if you're ever thinking about writing a book, you will see the text far more than you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, you will probably be very sick of reading the same thing over and over again, but it's really necessary to put out a good uh, quality product, which is, one of the reasons I'm very happy to be working with Manning because I think they do that, uh, you know, fairly consistently uh, with their with their books. So I think it's a it's a very good uh, working relationship, and there's a there's a definite synergy there with Life Ray. Yeah, and I hope that uh, well, reading it for you, reading it over and over again, hopefully makes it readable over and over again for all the readers that didn't yet read it or just had the pre-releases. Yes, that that it's definitely the it's the way it is now is much better than the last Meep, which is their Manning Early Access program. Their, the last Meep release was just my final draft. Which wasn't final. Um, now, you know, since we've been going through this, so the final product will certainly be improved from that. Mm -hmm. So, was the file name there somewhat with final? What's that? Uh, the the final draft that you published was the file name that you sent to them. Had that something with final in the file name? Oh uh, no, no, it was just uh, <laughs> no. In my brain, final, no, <laughs> okay. but not really final as I came to find out. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, because that would be a sure sign that it's not final. Uh, at least that's what I'm seeing with all the documents that lie around on my machine and on yeah. others. And, and, you know, as I'm sure will happen, I'll probably get the actual print book and look at it and be like, oh, no, I missed that. Ah, you know, <laughs> oh, well, you know, you can only go through it so many times, you know, so it's uh it's you know before it becomes you know you're wasting not wasting time but your time is not as valuable going through it one more time you need to get it into people's hands you know yeah right so you mentioned meep um that's short for manning early access uh program yes and it's that's one of the reasons that uh manning was such a good synergy for us is that life ray LifeRay releases fairly frequently, and so my big concern when I was um, consider when we were considering using a publisher was with the frequency of LifeRay's releases, are we going to be able to execute this uh, with all of the additional 
and it's not really overhead. I don't want to really use that word, but it's the only word that I can think of. The additional overhead of a of a, all the extra work that comes from working with a publisher, like for example, all of these 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 phases, which are not really extra phases, but uh, if, if you want to put out a pro- quality product, but um, nevertheless, uh, we had been used to just writing documentation, giving it, uh, you know, I would look it over and, and go through a couple rounds of editing and then just release it. And self-publishing worked out well for us because it worked with uh, the the, mat, the, uh, the 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 product releases. We could get it out when we needed to get it out and we were in full control of that. So um, I was kind of worried at first about how this would work out. Uh, and the Manning Early Access Program gave us some peace of mind in the sense that when I finished a chapter, boom, it could be available right away uh, to those who subscribed to the MEEP. And so that way we could get the information out to those who needed it as quickly as we were producing it. You know, and the idea is it's not going to be as polished as a final product, but you have the information, and that worked out really well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely less time to market, but way more quality, I guess. Yes, yes, um, because you get the best of both worlds now. You get the information out, and then you also get the quality product. So that was really what won me over. Yeah, that sounds really uh, good and exciting. And uh, actually, the the process there uh, really looked very good. And, and well, at least it, well, and also it made me feel like uh, it's just around the corner. And uh, well, we actually could make quite good use of uh, the material up front. Uh, and I guess you got uh, loads of feedback on on that, right? Yeah, the, the my every during the Meep process, every Manning author gets a forum uh, that readers, you know, those who subscribe to the MEEP can post questions to the author about the text and things like that. And yeah, my forums were pretty, uh, pretty active. Um, I had to be careful too about what I would answer because sometimes, you know, the things that were more appropriate to go in the life rate forums would go in there because they weren't necessarily about the text of the book. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it was a good experience because, you know, you get a connection with your readers that you wouldn't normally get, which is really nice. And um, and you get to see kind of the, the real world problems that they're dealing with and, you know, craft the text to try to help them with those so that they uh, so that the book is actually a, a better product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got an external question. Um, the first external one, uh, we're currently here in the German office working with a, uh, with an intern, uh, writing a bachelor's thesis. And, uh, well, we've talked about the different books that are available, but my question would be, did we miss any? Uh, because he was asking me to ask you what kind of original sources is currently available for him to quote from. So what can he use in his thesis and, uh, well, just make a, Liter- uh, what can he mention as literature for uh, the thesis? That's the administrator's guide currently. Uh, the other one is not out. Uh, that will be Life Ray in Action, at least one of the MEEP releases, or quite soon uh, the real book. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we miss anything that is uh, citable? Yes, we have, uh, we have a few other books, um, and we've just changed the way that we're doing documentation, and maybe we can talk about that. 
mm-hmm. uh, after this. But um, we have a social office uh, uh, guide as well. Uh, we have a developer's guide. Um, and the developer's guide is, you know, kind of a life ray in action light. Um, you know, uh, so it, it covers, it covers uh, many development topics, um, not necessarily to the detail that Life Ray in Action does, um, but it, uh, it, the, the, the goal there is to try to hit as much as possible without maybe necessarily as much detail. So you're not going to get like the case study and, and the sample co- complete code that where this is all implemented. Instead, you'll you know, where you'll be shown a feature, and this is how to use it, and and then we'll move on to mm-hmm. the next one. Mm-hmm. So there's a developer's guide, and that's again, all of these guides are being um, enhanced or updated for 6.1 uh, currently uh, using our new process, uh, which we're still just getting used to. We just sort of started this over the ne- over the past couple of weeks. Um, so would you I elaborate on that? that? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Okay, well, previously, um, when when I was the one doing most of the documentation, uh, I just picked the path of least resistance and used OpenOffice, or now LibreOffice, uh, and wrote the documentation and created a nice template and published it to book form right out of OpenOffice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a utility that was originally written in, the, in our Spanish office uh, by Juan, uh, I think uh, that uh, takes the um, the uh, document and converts it to LifeRay web content, and that's how we publish it on the website. Uh, now, what we've done since we've got multiple authors and we've got to do a lot of collaboration, we we can't use a binary file format because we can't check in changes and then look at differences with that. Um, so we switched to using Markdown, um, and we've moved our documentation out to GitHub, just like uh, LifeRay itself. So you can actually fork our documentation and read it and uh, collaborate on it. Uh, people in the community can actually do that now if they wish. And uh, we've created a whole bunch of we've created a, a project that can be um, that has room for the ability to do translations. Uh, of the documentation and uh, build script and build scripts to uh, convert this to uh, open document or to EPUB. So our next release uh, of the documentation is going to be a lot nicer in the sense that we can publish to more formats. We can collaborate uh, more easily because we're using a text-based format, and um, and it's also open to the community so that anyone could fork it and look at it. Our documentation has always been Creative Commons licensed anyway. So this really sort of empowers that. So we're really excited about that um, and welcome you know, participation. That's really great. That's even new for me. I didn't hear about that yet. So I'm really excited. That's a public GitHub repository, right? Yeah, it's in, it's in the LifeRay um, you know, it's in the LifeRay account. It's called LifeRay Docs, and uh, it's got copies of all of our. Right now, it's a little bit messy because it, you know, again, the Markdown files had to be converted from the Open Document sources. But as we go through, you know, the formatting of those will be all will be cleaned up. The images will have more 
you know, sane file names and, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that going forward, this is, this is the way we're, we're producing our documentation. Uh, I think people are going to be, are going to like it a lot better. And, um, certainly it, it frees us up to, um, to collaborate better and, and to publish to more formats in a much easier way. That's really exciting and really new. As I said, I'm really looking forward to that and I'll immediately look into that. I think I had the, the same impression with one thing that uh, James mentioned during the last episode. So <laughs> looks like I'm getting something to do each uh, episode uh, that I need to get into. And uh, I can't remember what that was with James, but uh, there was something. <laughs> so something for me, uh, that's what I get from recording this. <laughs> Quite nice. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a bird's eye view of everything, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay, uh, next topic on my list, uh, going through that, uh, is another a completely different type of documentation. Uh, Lifer is famous for its Java doc. <laughs> or infamous, I guess. Yeah, or in Java doc, or <laughs> so there is none, <laughs> or almost none. Uh, so what's the current state there and uh, state and plans? Well, I'm, I'm very happy to be able to say that this year we, we hired someone to specifically look at Javadoc and to be the so-called Javadoc master, although you know, he probably wouldn't want us to call him that. Um, <laughs> but uh, at this, you know, historically we've always needed... You know, Brian, as everyone knows, Brian Chan is a stickler for consistency. Um, and if it's inconsistent, he doesn't like it. And that's been a really good thing for LifeRay uh, in terms of its code base and the way the code looks and the way that and, and the constructs within the code that are very consistent. Um, it hasn't necessarily been a great thing for a Java doc because the you know the best way to work with Java doc is to have the developer who wrote a particular feature documented why because he or she knows that code the best and knows how that feature works the best um, however when you do that of course you have inconsistent Java doc because you have multiple uh, writers uh, writing it uh, some of whom are good at writing some of whom are not so good at writing and um, you know, you, you need to actually work on the Java doc as a project. So now we have someone who is uh, named Jim Hinky, who joined us this year and who is working on uh, that consistency within the Java doc. So he's working with some LifeRay core developers to do Java doc and they get passed through him to so that he can make it, you know, consistent. He's also spending a lot of time doing Java doc himself and um, you know sending uh, pull requests to Brian and those pull requests are getting merged into the master and um, LifeRay's uh, uh, set of Java doc is growing uh, you know, and to the point where with 6.1 we are looking to have a lot of core services and a lot of core APIs Java docked and uh, as the as time goes on uh, the amount of Java doc in the LifeRay code will be more and more complete. So again, this is a really exciting time for us to have this there, and um, uh, we know it's been you know something that's sorely needed. LifeRay is big enough now where you can't just say, 
uh, go look at the source code and, and have people understand, <laughs> you know, what's going on. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's well waited for. Uh, I can attest that uh, during the trainings that I've been in, uh, one of the recurring questions uh, is like, when do we get Javadoc? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's coming. And uh, like I said, it, it won't be... Every class certainly won't be Java docked in 6.1, but we're looking to have a good set of core classes. I know, for example, that one of the new APIs, uh, the Document Library API, has been completely revamped for this release. That's one of the ones that's being Java docked. Um, so uh, developers will have a full set of Java doc for things like like that that are new, and some of the core uh, classes that um, you know you would look for some of the especially this in the service layer um, they are also being java docked so um, it's just a matter you know time is always against us um, we always have more work than we have <laughs> time to do it in uh, but you know you should look to see that improving more and more as time goes by yeah yeah, looking forward to that. Well, I'm I'm kind of amazed with everything that I'm saying. There's nothing nothing much to add. There's something where I'm sitting here and uh, yeah, enjoying what I'm hearing. <laughs> so I'm kind of the uh, the stopper in this conversation, uh, being amazed of of hearing that. Um, there's one one more thing, as you said. There's uh, developers would be the best to write Java doc, but on the other hand, some can write, some can't write. Uh, and you blogged once about what you really like to do in writing. Uh, you're an English major, and uh, you you said uh, there your your favorite way to write is to tell a story. Uh, yes. So do you have one for us? Uh, another one. You <laughs> had quite a few stories uh, during this recording. So can you can you elaborate on on storytelling and documenting and and that? I should have put that in the beginning. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, my my goal coming out of high school, you know, I, I must have been somewhat of a dreamer, I guess. Uh, I my my goal coming out of high school was I was going to go to college. I was going to get an English degree. I was going to then teach high school while on the side writing the, this some great novel that would get published. And, uh, you know, um, needless to say, that did not happen. Um, I was bitten by, you know, the computer science bug somewhere in my junior to senior year of college. And I got in almost enough courses to make a computer science minor, but not quite. I ditched the idea of teaching as soon as I went into some local public high schools and saw what it was like. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, not to say I don't like teaching. I also um, do some trainings for LifeRay, and I love teaching. Yeah, um, I wanted to say that finally you do some teaching. Yes. Uh, so that I don't have I don't have an issue with teaching. It was just uh, teaching at the high school level seemed to me rather. Uh, torturous. I have great respect for people who do that because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it was something that I, I actually wound up shying away from and, and getting a whole different career because of. Uh, so, um, but yeah, my my initial goals were to become a writer of uh, fiction, um, and uh, you know, moving into this career, I do, I haven't had much of an opportunity, you know, because I because I don't have the computer science background. I've had to be self taught in a lot of things. 
And so um, that didn't leave a lot of time for writing. So I'm really happy uh, now to be working for LifeRay where I can use, you know, that, that you know, um, interest in writing uh, as well as what I've learned technically together. And um, also, you know, inject a little bit of personality and storytelling into, into what I do. So I've actually been telling my guys who are doing the documentation, let's, let's do something different. Let's not make our documentation sound like IBM's documentation or like Oracle's documentation. It's very dry and very to the point. You know, inject some personality in there and inject some anecdotes and some stories and make it so that it's not so painful to read. And I think that makes for a, a better product. It's something that I learned to do, that, that Manning encouraged me to do, and that I think, uh, I think actually works uh, better. Um, so, um, yeah, so that, so, you know, some, at some point I may get back to writing uh, fiction, and, um, you know, I've been toying around with some ideas uh, I've been very busy with work, so I haven't been able to do any anything about that. But um, you know, that would be that would be fun to do. I think. Yeah. Um, so finally, you're where you where you wanted to be, uh, almost. Well, you're not writing fiction. Uh, well, how, how do you say to that? It's not fiction, but uh, this is well, it's nonfiction, but uh, you know. <laughs> that's too easy. Come on. <laughs> 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 the, but I don't know. I mean, I guess in this, in one sense, um, you know, I, uh, you know, the one piece of fiction that I tried to write in Life Rain Action didn't make it into the book, and so that that came that turned into that blog entry. Uh, <laughs> I was sad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty long. So yeah, that's the problem with uh, you don't want to inject too much because then you start bogging down the documentation aspect. So. Uh, you got to be careful, and you got to you know balance things right. And uh, uh, but um, you know it's one of those things that you know in a sense you're supposed to write about what you know. And you know sometimes I wonder you know kid just coming out of college and wanting to write fiction. He's too young. He doesn't know anything yet. So I've been given some experience now in an industry for a while and you know if i do get to writing fiction someday you know i'll have all of that to work from mm -hmm. yeah the last question that i would like to ask uh as long as you don't have anything more that uh, you would like to speak about is about life race training uh, you said you wanted to teach and now you're teaching uh, just not high school kids maybe sometimes but uh well i guess high school kids are not that frequently seen in life rate trainings um, um, not so much. No, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that would be an interesting thing. I knew that it, in the un United States, um, one of the movements that is that is uh, out there is the idea of homeschooling, and uh, we've chosen now for the past couple of years. My daughter is six uh, to do to go that route. Um, oh wow! And. Um, so, and I've become involved in, they have these uh, homeschooling co-ops where families who are doing homeschooling get together and people teach uh, various courses. You know, you might have a chemist teaching chemistry, for example. Um, and, uh, you know, at some point, it might be cool to teach Life Ray to some high schoolers uh, in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, we're just starting out in it, so... 
you know, um, I don't know too much about that yet, but uh, that would be an interesting idea. Yeah, let's see how early you can do that. The earlier you can, the <laughs> the the yeah. earlier uh, they get hooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess there's a bit of time. Uh, speaking of the age of six, uh, right yeah. now, so you have a bit of time to prepare for that. Certainly, yeah. With with regard to my daughter, but I mean, I could go teach kids who are in high school now at this co-op, you know, and stuff. But yeah, I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Um, you know, we'd have to take our training materials and sort of. Uh, not cover quite as much, I think. Yeah. We sort of stuff a whole semester's worth of information into a week sometimes in our training. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> People come out of there sometimes with their brains leaking out their ears and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, red overload, uh, light uh, switching on. Yeah, I've seen all that. <laughs> um, Especially with our new advanced developer course that we have um, that we just developed this year that I just taught uh, here in the Philadelphia area um, in June. Uh, we had a group of, I think it was five students, um, good group of students, and uh, you know they were our guinea pigs because we were the, that was the first time we were teaching it. Um, and uh, it, uh, yeah, it went well. Um, so that's a, that's a new course that covers a lot of the, the, you know, the sort of APIs within LifeRay that we ha they just don't have time to cover in the regular developer course. Um, uh, you know, in the de developer course, we try to give you a high level view of everything. So we show you portlets, we show you themes, we show you hooks, we show you ext, and uh, don't delve into. Oh, and we show you Service Builder, of course, but don't delve into a lot of the APIs that LifeRay has, like you know, the social API or you know, collaboration or search indexing and and things like that. And that's all covered now in the advanced developer course. So we get three days of playing around with, you know, all those APIs, doing some advanced service builder stuff, and uh, you know, with with you know, custom SQL and joins, and you know, all kinds of things. And we even go through some of the uh, writing an app in the content management stuff, system stuff. So it's a pretty neat course. Well, that's also in there. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we also released this year a themes training uh, course. So front-end developers now have a course that they could take where they're led through how, you know, in great detail how to how to do themes and, you know, what, what all the styles are. And, you know, it's um, that's, that's also uh, quite helpful. It's only a one-day course. Um, we may be expanding that to two days for 6-1. Uh, it depends on... Uh, it depends on how much front-end help we can get. Uh, my group doesn't necessarily have a lot of front-end experience, so uh, we're learning, um, but we usually need some of our front-end guys to look over our stuff and make sure it's done right. <laughs> yeah, that's two different kinds of skills to be able to teach and to be able to do it yourself and uh, well, to, to bring it into a form that is actually teachable. Yeah, with that, uh, then I guess uh, I'd say thank you for being available uh, for your words and information. Okay, thank thank you all for uh, including me. Yeah. Um, this is great. And I'm looking forward to actually meet you at the West Coast Symposium in September. Yes, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be exciting. Come to the West Coast Symposium. 
<laughs> come see us. <laughs> yes, come see us. We don't want to be talking to the wall. <laughs> uh, okay, so thank you very much. And, okay. uh, well, uh, see you in California. Okay. I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs>